Today, our heroes discover what the words escalation and exponential mean while trying to uncover an awkward and bloody red mystery. So you guys uh, just watch the news. You're all caught up on current events. You're sitting inside a uh, a lounge full of corpses, and the bartender is simply looking at you, and he says, "I hope all of you are enjoying your drinks." Much obliged. And I just down it. Now, if if you please pardon my intrusion. I have some questions for strangers such as yourselves. Why on earth has there been so much carnage? And what were those thumps not too long ago on the first floor? You have a particular order you want those answered in? How about we roll initiative so we all answer, because I'm sure each of you have your own, your own speech you got going on. Rolling initiative for speeches. Goal is top of the order. So does, does he seem friendly? Like kind of just like looking at him? Like yeah. uh, how's, how's he? So you get like, a is sense. It like, is it kind of accusatory? Like what were you guys doing or? No, he it... is. So when you guys were fighting, he had his eyes covered. He's really not into violence. He, he can clean up bodies, but he just doesn't like all of the flying and gruesomeness. Uh, but he's a pretty peaceful bartender even though it looks like he can handle himself okay. Uh, but no, he's genuinely like, what's going on? Sure. Um, so I I tell him what's going on. That I, I go with the truth, what's going on. I fill him in on everything that has happened thus far uh, since we got on this bus. Okay, but what do you mean when you say everything? What has been going on on this bus? Uh, I tell him <clears throat> I tell him about this crazy freaking wolf toilet monster and <laughs> I tell him about... that is very strange and specific <laughs> good name for it though <laughs> um, and I tell him about yeah, about all the nonsense downstairs and that there's probably an insect guy with broken arms downstairs. <laughs> I forget what happened to Bugsy or whatever the guy's name is. If you're talking about Boots Rutherford, oh, I yes. would very much like to never hear that name again. He you is... And me both, brother. <laughs> he is the most undesirable individual I have come across. He makes me wish I were not alive. Well, thank you, Mr. Gripley. What was your name? Uh, you can call me Ghoul. Up high. And I, like, I'm two feet tall. Frog. Hold up. My, my hand is in the glove, so he's not going to get poisoned or whatever. Excellent. Pleasant to make your acquaintance, Mr. Ghoul. And he holds one finger up and gives you a high one. Nice. <laughs> On your high five. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a little baby, like, grabbing a dance finger. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mr. Android, what would you sum up what has happened? Well, first of all, I'd like to say you have 
maybe a demon problem, which I'm not an expert in. Less of one that now, though, is there's uh, a hole in your bus. That seems like the larger problem. Uh, there's also the robot that got burned up. That's maybe a little bit our fault, but not entirely. Are you saying that someone has died downstairs? I'd say maybe one to three persons. Oh, well, that is not my concern. I think that is for the best that it stayed downstairs. That was my thought as well. What do you mean, demon? And he looks at Gripley and Wolf Toilet Monster. Frankly, that is a question I was hoping to ask you. I have been on this bus for 50 years. Oh, a five and a zero, in case you thought it was a one and a five. I digress. I did think that. Yeah, that's why I very much had to explain. Anyway, for 50 years, not a single demon, aside from the normal demons, have been on this bus. I guess I should also explain. There are some species who are red with horns. I think they are demons. That is as far as the explanation goes. Well, I'm not one to argue. Uh, I, I guess I could re-explain. It's a weird dog made of blood. I don't know what you would call that, but that was down there. Oh, yeah. 50 years, no blood dogs from the toilet. Before I make my assumptions, Mr. Lizard, what would you weigh in for what has happened in the past whatever minutes it's been? The name's Elgar, and the android and Gripley put it better than I could. I am curious, though, how long has Sharoness worked here? Sharoness has been here for ten years. She is amazing, and quite possibly the nicest person I have ever met. I fidget uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Elgar, Mr. Gull, and Mr. I don't suppose you are Mr. Guitar. Hello, I'm Gusty Adams. Gusty Adams. Very pleasant to make your acquaintance. Please keep drinking responsibly because... I have no idea what to make of such toilet monsters and blood goo puddles. You see, I have just been behind this bar for 50 years and never heard of such of those things. Is there like a toilet behind it? They're like <laughs> literally there for 50 years? That, that, that's, just... that's a good question. Is there no. just 50 years of shit <clears throat> back there? Just hooked up to a tube. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should probably Perception. explain. I did use the bathroom just before we left. I hope none of you went into the bathroom directly after we left. If you did, I am so, so sorry. Well, I'd like to, to use my monocle to perceive magic. This guy's pretty darn magical. Detect magic. Maybe like I can get a read on if it's like... Good magic or bad magic? <laughs> I, uh, no, go ahead. If you know what I mean. Well, I just, I think I'm tracking the logic Austin's going by, and I'm disturbed by where this is about to end up. 
<laughs> I just want that on record. Okay. Yeah. No, all you know... Can I just, like, have an aside with my friends for a moment? Yeah. Yes, uh, for the love of God. <laughs> Don't mind me. I have bartender things to attend to. And he turns around and he leaves you guys to chat amongst yourselves. Elgar swivels 180 degrees in his bar stool <laughs> and like huddles in close with, with the guys. All right, I, I go in shoulder to shoulder and make like a good platform for the, the frog to stand on. So what are your thoughts? You guys, I don't have a good feeling about this. Oh, you're getting the bad feeling just now, are you? This bartender seems to know nothing about what the hell just happened. But Sharon S. has seen something happen down there. And all of this happens after he uses the bathroom. Something just doesn't feel right here. That is getting close to the question I was hoping we wouldn't have to ask. I don't know. Ghoul, what do you think? I'm following you guys, lead. Trust your gut. Your cold-blooded gut. Actually, all three of you are cold-blooded. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is when Goal uh, throws out there that, you know, if we were going to be a team, maybe cold-blooded collective. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I feel like we talked about that before. We CBC. Like, yeah. CBC, yeah. No warmies. <laughs> Although, did we establish, what does Andrew have in his... It's like antifreeze or something, I assume. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a coolant or something. Is it, like, is it like the <laughs> blood from the androids from Aliens? You like vomit milk everywhere when you get stabbed? <laughs> I, that's what I choose mm. to believe anyway. <laughs> you just do it regardless. <laughs> yeah, I had it transfused with milk a long time ago. I... I would like to, while well, his back is turned, to use my magic monocle. Use my scientifically magic monocle. You want to roll a life to... science? Yes, that's what I was going to ask. Life science. You already know he's magical. That is perception. Um, Give it a second. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. All right. With a 15, uh... With a minus five to the DC because of your scholarly abilities, uh, you know that he is, in fact, a normal troll. They'd be able to withstand, uh, like, a number of magical abilities, like they have magical resistance. So they're really tough against uh, any kind of mundane stuff works on them better than magical items, to suffice to say. You don't see anything more magical than that, and he is an absolute, like, pure troll he's or ogre um he is not exactly there's nothing actually special there's nothing extra planar about him he's really genuine genuine 100 genuine troll wait ogre or troll i said troll but he is an ogre okay <clears throat> and with that he turns to you guys okay i get the sense that you want to ask me a question also i'm done cleaning the one dish that was behind <laughs> me and I have nothing but to do uh, other than look at all three of you. Would you like to ask me one more question? I mean, yeah. I don't want to ask it. It's okay. We are all friends here. We watch the news together. I give you the drinks. I gave the... Pretty good point. So, we have nothing to hide. I'll start first. I have... IBS, and I'm very, 
Embarrassed. That's as far as it goes. Now you tell me something. (laughs) (laughs) Austin definitely uses his uneasy feeling. I'm going to lean into this uneasy feeling. Oh, I never actually thought of using the uneasy feeling. You got to use that uneasy feeling. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay, what do you guys say? I, I'm going to lean into this uneasy feeling and just just cut straight to the point with this one. Mr. Ogre, did you shit out a, a bloodhound demon? That's all I can think of right now. I, I am nodding in concurrence with this question. There's no easy way to ask this question, so I just, I just had to ask it. We, we are all friends here, though, I remind him. So, no, no judgment. I'm sorry, you gotta give me a moment. <laughs> Woo. Um, oh god, you're making me cry. <laughs> My god. Oh, and I have to do a low pitched voice after that? <laughs> Pretty sure my voice has changed since episode two. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You're you're in the ballpark. That's all we care about. This is only officially okay. episode two. <laughs> Alright, he says he says, I have indeed shot out many animals but blood was never a part of that I almost made it Google takes a drink pondering that it's the small things I guess I push my glass carefully to the other side of the counter (laughs) he takes it thank you Mr. Gusty Adams And he cleans it. I'm very confused why you would ask me that, but we are all friends here. So, I will tell you one more thing. If, in fact, what you saw was, hmm, something that truly did not belong, I suggest you talk indeed to Gus, the bus driver. He is on the top floor. He knows everything that happens on the bus, and he is a good friend of mine. You have the trust in him, the way I do, with you, for we are all friends here. Very well. Thank you, Bartendoga. <laughs> you are very welcome, my lizard friend, Mr. Elgar, and Mr. Gull, and Mr. Gusty Adams. That's the one. If you leave me now, I should probably make the place more presentable. And he takes out a a really big broom and a really big sweeper pan, and he just starts literally sweeping up the corpses into the pan. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, (laughs) drinks are on the house. I just want the silly little one's weapons. They make very good fireworks. And he starts cleaning everything up. All right. Uh, you guys can talk amongst yourselves or go somewhere or ask questions. I mean, I, I guess we've already asked the worst question. It couldn't, it could only get better from here. Do we trust Sharon S? 
<laughs> uh, did she survive that? Is she still alive down oh, there? Um, she had gone. Oh. She she had gone upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to take her out. Yeah, Sharon S is not Ooh. on that floor. She ran. Oh, okay. She ran up when Damn. you guys started drinking. Okay. I don't trust. I don't know that I trust people on the bus in general at this point. Not because they're the ogre looks at you. He looks at you. He just gives you kind of a sad face. Not because you're distrustful. I think you're just maybe more careless than you ought to be. His face changes and he just nods. Yeah, in agreement. Well, mm. I, I think we've worn this room out, if I'm honest. And he looks at you, uh, yeah. the ogre just looks at you, and he's like, most definitively, unless you want to play a game of chess, or maybe more drinking, to be fair, I'm quite lonely, and I have very few friends that see me on a regular basis. Ah, I'll play a game of chess with the ogre. Excellent. Now, if you excuse me for one moment, I have to find the chest board. Oh, I guess this could be a while. And that's the rest of the episode. <laughs> I didn't think that one through. <laughs> well, he's looking for a chest board. You fell for the trap, Andrew. <laughs> um, he says, I'll, actually, it will take a moment. Well, Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him to, just to let me know when he's got the board set up. Thank you. May I please have your comm number so I can contact you? Is that a thing that I have? Yeah, all of you have comms. Uh, comes with your armor. Okay, so he's asking for my like my phone number then, basically. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll... more along the lines of uh, a pager. Alright, I give him no problem. I'll so... give this <laughs> ogre bartender my phone number. I'll just slip him a, a down on the down low. Hold on. And his his name is Ba Tend. Ba Tend. I slip Ba Tend on the down low. A referral to a great clinic. <laughs> that was IBS. <laughs> he looks at you and he just has the most thankful look in his eyes, but he says <laughs> nothing and he just he just gives you a, a giant tiny bow as much as he can, and he. Uh, he takes the referral from you and he puts it in his wallet so he can definitely use it. Do his tears eyes well up a little bit? Big ol' ogre tears. The tiniest bit of tears give his eyes the (laughs) shimmer of thanks and gratitude, such so that you have never seen before, that it warms your heart all the way down to your cold toes. Russ, you just made a lifelong friend. Nice. Try to come back and save us someday. You watch. <laughs> you know, th- this is building a foundation. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we gonna go upstairs, guys, or? Yeah, I guess we ought to t- talk to the bus driver. And Botent wipes his eyes. He says, the bus driver will indeed have the answers you seek. And he turns his head real quick and he's real quiet. Okay, I guess we're done talking then. I'll just head on up the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, I'll follow Dusty Adams. Gusty Adams, excuse me. Yeah, I follow follow suit as well. (laughs) Kind of just taking it all in right now. 
though I want to move myself to the stairs first. I know, I was going to say, get yourselves oriented to the stairs, because, I mean, who knows what's up there. Oh, I will shit. say, the way you're facing, you're going to run into a wall, so face yourselves <laughs> down. <laughs> Listen here. The bus alternates. <laughs> Unless you really want to Mr. be facing that way. Literal interpretation. Yeah, are we going to like is this bus designed by Wayside School or something? Yeah, like... it's they didn't think to put the stairwell yeah. straight through the bus so you can have ease of access. It makes you walk through each level. Hmm. Again, the IKEA philosophy. Terrible. That's the world you're in. IKEA. The whole world's IKEA. Oh, no. That's the mystery. The mystery. This is straight up xenomorph. <laughs> so what you see on level three, uh, you see lots of signs saying to be very quiet. There's just a, a plethora of sleeping people. There's two humans. One of them is very gassy. He's actually got a green cloud around him. He's so smelly. Then there's essentially a, a, a xenomorph taking up mm -hmm. a lot more space than normal. And there's a weird stringly bit alien. Then at the bottom left, you see a guy named Hot Dog Joe and his hot dog stand. And he's awake. He is awake. He is okay. very much awake. Everyone else is sleeping. Granny Sunshine is awake, as well as the patient rider, who is a skeleton sitting patiently. And this is the floor. Aside from... Is hot dog... Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I can do a perception check for this, too. But is Hot Dog Joe actually a hot dog? Or Oh, he looks like a hot... No, he's not an actual hot dog. So let me explain <laughs> hot dog. I'm looking at it, he looks like a small hot dog person laying on its side. He does. He does look like... Yeah, that was, that was a fair question. I was going to wait till you got closer. No, Hot Dog he's Joe... He's not an actual hot dog. <laughs> Fucking false advertising. <laughs> that is Hot Dog Joe. Hot Dog Joe is a Brunary. just animal to a hot dog. He's a Brunary species. He's wearing a, a red cloak. Uh, the picture doesn't do it justice, but just to show you the species. He's a little otter. He's kind of a really upbeat sort of guy. Um, but his whole goal is just to sell hot dogs where there are people to buy hot dogs. He, yeah, that's all you know before you talk to him. All right. Well, uh, I want to tiptoe over to hot dog joe all right roll a uh reflex dc 10 a reflex dc 10 okay. just to not make a lot of noise you, there you get go. it i'm very reflective and stealthy and you can place yourself anywhere you want so i tiptoe ghoul tiptoes through the area and stands up right from hot dog joe and says is there a menu or like a stand? Like, was like. Oh, good evening, chap. Would you like to buy a hot dog? What are they made out of? They are made out of a lot of meats. To be specific, you see those giant scorpions outside? Well, it's made out of that. I do have to go hunting, but, you know, the meat is quite savory. Would you like to buy one? Just two credits. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm right. Buy, I'll buy two. Oh. No, I'm going to buy one for all my friends back there. Oh, so generous. So. All right. Uh, well, here. I don't know if the android eats, but he'll, he'll get one, too. I don't want to feel left out. <laughs> Would you like all the fixings, my dear Gripley? Uh, what are they? <laughs> Ketchup, mustard, some relish, you know. Typical stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll, just, I'll give them all the, the classic, yeah, fixing of the hot dogs. 
Excellent. And he fix it up for you. Um, he is two and a half feet tall. So he's mm-hmm. just a little bit taller than you are. But he hops up on his little hot dog stand. He dives in, gets the hot dogs with the utensils, uh, gets three of the hot dog buns and throws them all together. And it's like this orchestra of bread and meat and condiments just flying everywhere. And then before you know it, he's back and he's got it on a tray for you. He's got three little hot dogs all fixed up, ready to go, and on a tray. Here you are. Right. That'll be six credits. I give him the six credits, and then I only reflect that, and then I will... Thank you, sir. Can I do do the classic commando, like, you know, hand signs back to my friends that they should join me up here? <laughs> uh, Hot Dog Joe generously bows to you. Even though he's taller, he still bows lower than your uh, height. I like Hot Dog Joe. He's a hot dog peddler and a <laughs> <laughs> and a bus and <laughs> a bus with a cloak. Okay, he's a beacon of hope in a bizarrely barren world. <laughs> Sorry, so, uh, real quick, Austin, for your reflex, you rolled a one. Yeah, oh my God. you actually. No, I rolled a three. Oh. No, you rolled a natural one though. Natural yeah. One. yeah, anytime it's yeah. orange, you roll a one, which means. Gotcha. When you try to, you actually trip and fall. And he falls down the stairs without making (laughs) any noise, right? You trip and fall over here and you make a loud, huge noise. But as soon as you make the noise, Granny Sunshine, she turns to you and with a wave of her hand, puts you in a bubble of silence. (laughs) You can breathe, but all of your Mm. noises stop for the rest of everyone else. You can talk to yourself. It's just like the cone of silence from what was that? <clears throat> get or get smart. Get smart. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. And she's just looking at you, shaking her head, and then she lifts it up and she says, Now, if I were you, I would make sure not to make all that noise. My name's Granny Sunshine, and you need to be a little bit more careful. What's well, a quick read of Granny Sunshine? She's a human. Australian human, apparently. <laughs> She's just an older, older human woman. I think this is the Australian floor. Um, to be oh fair, God. I think Hot Dog Joe bled into Granny Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Austin. Sorry Literally. about that. Um, yeah, I, Elgar very embarrassedly just blushes as much as a, a lizard person can blush, and she says. It's okay, Elgar. You don't have to be so embarrassed. Uh, uh, how, how did you know my name? My dear, my name's Granny Sunshine, and I'm supposed to know everything. Who says? <laughs> yeah, says who? <laughs> Clearly, you're deaf. Me, Granny Sunshine. And she starts <laughs> staring at you. It's making you real uncomfortable. Um, are we here? Uh, we don't hear any of this, right? No, you're. They're being really quiet. Yeah, you're okay. pretty far away. We just see them whispering or something. Okay. <laughs> Austin has this uneasy feeling. <laughs> I, I, I kind of straighten up and like give a couple side glances and hurriedly walk down the corridor to get my hot dog because I don't want to spend a second longer around her. <laughs> okay, then you can move yourself down. Uh, so do I have a, I just, I'm silent as I move with that bubble? No, she just put it around you after you move. Uh, you already used uh, your reflex. You got by the the rest of the way. Uh, Andrew, did you roll a reflex? 
I did not. I was waiting until I didn't interrupt anything. Ah. But there it is. A good old 11. DC 10. You got it. You're fine. All right. So uh, Elgar and Gusty, you both go down there, and uh, Gull has some hot dogs for you. Uh, I distribute the hot dogs, and I introduce, it's like, hey, I cast a froggy thumb back at, the, at uh, our new uh, otter friend. This here is Hot Dog Joe. I vouch for him. Hey, chips. My name's <laughs> Hello, Hot Dog Joe. Joe. I'm Gusty Adams. Hello, Hot Dog Joe. I'm Elgar. And, he, and this is a delicious hot dog. He gives you both a, a otterly bow. And he says, well, I'm glad you enjoyed. Your friend here is very generous. Hmm. Thank you, ghoul. Now, Mr. Elgar, uh, are you the just the bravest person ever? I saw you were exchanging words with Granny Sunshine. Hmm. You could call it that, but that lady gives me an uneasy feeling. What do you know about her? Are you aware of the faction, Just Three Witches? One of the factions that rivals right. nine of the other factions within our galaxy, this decubitus galaxy? Let me guess, <laughs> you, you haven't really explored very much. Hmm. Not, not yet, no. Granny Sunshine not is yet. one of the big three in Just Three Witches. Now, she's not bad, no, but she does have zero patience. Are they pretty spread out? Like, or do they all kind of, should I be expecting the other two witches around the corner? Uh, the odds are of actually seeing all three. If you do see two in one place, something bad's happened. If you see all three, it's probably Armageddon. Lovely. So they mm. typically do their own thing. I really would hate to find out why she's on this bus on this. Well, nope. It's uh, the day of uh, mind pictures, so I wonder why she's actually here. And he, he trails off, then he shakes his head. Anyway, I don't know what people of like that, people of that power, do in their free time. Maybe it's this. Maybe she's got quite the talent. Who knows? Do you know why she is so insistent on everybody's being, being not being disturbed from their sleep? It's just kind of her way, you know? She's very controlling. If things say, be quiet, she's going to enforce it. That's all I really know. Uh, I've never... To be fair, I've only sold her a hot dog. That's as far as our exchange goes, and everything else is just based on common knowledge in this galaxy. Did she have all the fixings on it? She had none. She asked for a cold hot dog on a bun. I nod like that means something to him. Tells you a lot about a person. No nonsense and powerful. <laughs> I'm really guessing on that second bit, but you know. <laughs> My name's Hot Dog Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, Hot Dog Joe. Stay in your you lane, Hot Dog Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, friend, what was that? You are a wealth of information, Hot Dog Joe. Thank you. You're very welcome. And honestly, if you woke anyone up, I wouldn't care. But, uh, wait, you chaps kind of ran up in a hurry. Also, Elgar, are you drunk? I think so. That gin the ogre gave me was was quite the gin. Ah, bartend. He's he's a very trustworthy person. I, I rather like him. Although he <laughs> gave me what was it? I think five IBS. five counts. <laughs> IBS. Oh oh. <laughs> Listen, and he, he kind of leans. Rossi leans down to you or leans to you, 
Um, yeah, I don't like, say, I'm listen, about to say try not to say that out loud. He's very, very embarrassed about that. Hey, man, you're the one outing him. I just asked if he gave it to you. <laughs> not, I was talking it. about alcohol. Uh-huh. He gave me five counts. <laughs> anyway, misunderstanding, forgive and forget, no worries. Here we go. Uh, I give him a look that an aquatic creature could only give to another. You know, the dry frog stare. <laughs> He looks at you, you know aquatically. Look. I do that, like, kind of pound my fist into my chest and do, like, the two fingers, like, afterwards. All right. I like Hot Dog Joe. He's all right with me. He simply gives you a nod, like, like we're cool. Where are you guys going? I mean, you've got your hot dogs, but are you heading up to the top floor? Is that, I assume that's where the driver is? Yeah. Yeah. Gus is really good. He's a really good driver. Uh, well, he's the bus captain, but... Okay. You know what? My question is... What the hell are you doing? I guess we're trying to solve a mystery. What kind of mystery? It's been some shenanigans on the lower floors. Um, just trying to keep make sure the bus driver is informed and uh, see what he would want to do about it. Hmm. And maybe see how close we are to the destination. No, that makes sense. Well, if you've got any worries, just go straight up to Gus. Uh, I'm glad you... Gus should have all the answers you need. Now, I'm just waiting. If anyone else wakes up, I'm going to give them a hot dog. There's got to be a better way of saying that. <laughs> Sorry. He looks at you aquatically. <laughs> Sounds like a threat. Coming from Hot Dog Joe? I'm going to give you a hot dog. Aquatically yours, Hot Dog Joe. It's a soggy hot dog. I asked I, I ask him real quick, is, does he, is he on his way? Like, does he spend all his time on the bus or is he like going to this talent mm. show thing too? Yeah. Like to show off his hot dogs or oh, something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to go to the talent show, uh, so I figured I'd just bring my hot dogs and sell wherever I could. Because, you know, everyone is everywhere and they all need a hot dog. It's a shame to see people hungry and with all their credits. Why not give them a hot dog and relieve them of such a burden? But yeah, I'm going to the talent show. I'm Hot Dog Joe. And he bows. I like your Hot Dog Joe. I give him my, my phone number and just let him know if he's ever looking for work whatever uh and he says oh thank you uh if i get a a calm i'll i'll make sure to put it (laughs) on there you'll find that i tend to travel alone but wherever there's someone that needs a hot dog it's my mission in life (laughs) to be there to sell them a hot dog I have this like flash forward in the future. It's like we're all like stranded on like a planet, no calm or whatever. It's like I really need a hot dog. <laughs> he like shows up, just finds you. <laughs> um, can Elgar buy a hot dog real quick? Another one? Yeah, one for the road, like a pocket hot dog. Joyce, you're real hungry. Yeah, two credits and it's all yours. Excellent. Thank you. And he, he keeps it in his pocket. And he does the same song and dance, gets it all there, and he, he presents it to you on the tray in a to-go box. Perfect. Wait, is he dancing every time he gives us a hot dog? So the hot dog stand is a human hot dog stand, but he's an otter. So he has to jump up on yeah. it and then get tongs, and he twirls them around, and he opens up the hot dog tray, and he has to like sort of almost put half his arm into the boiling steam, but not the water, so he can fish oh. out the hot dogs. But he does it with such agility and grace that it's almost like a dance. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I order another hot dog. 
<laughs> coming right up there. And so he does it again, and this time he twirls around, and he ends up springing as, off the top of the hot dog stand with your hot dog. when he starts doing it, I start, like, whistling and playing a quiet little tune on the guitar. Oh, God. Wait. He hears that, and he starts banging his tongs in beat with your tune as he's getting your hot dog. This is going really well. I glance over at the old lady. He's like stomp or something. And then while he's doing that, just breaks into a musical. He starts juggling. He starts juggling the the condiments and the hot dog and the bun as he's stomping along too with whatever um, Gusty is is whistling. Uh, Ross, Austin, what do you do at this time? <laughs> Elgar's taken over by the beat and starts to tap his foot in rhythm too. Oh yeah, it's it's a real catchy tune. Yeah, yeah, I definitely start tapping with rhythm and bobbing my head a little bit. Ghoul's dead inside and doesn't feel the music, <laughs> so he <laughs> he uh, does the tactical thing and takes cover <laughs> behind uh, <laughs> this chair and keeps an eye on the granny. Uh, Hot Dog Joe then starts slamming down to the same beat, the the ketchup and the mustard. And when he does, he squirts it and he flips the bun with his tail straight up so that the bun is hitting the the ketchup and the mustard midair. And then when it comes down to, he notices the the music's kind of wrapping up and everybody finishes on the same beat just as Hot Dog Joe does a somersault and lands right in front of Gusty Adams with the hot dog and the tray in hand. I... Do a, a little applaud, then I take uh, take the hot dog and give him a fist bump. And with that, he says, "Thank you very much, Gusty Adams." Uh, and he gives you a little bow, and then he gives you a little fist bump with his little fist. So you're all right, Joe. So delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with the acrobatics and stuff. Uh, I kind of look back from my place of cover. Anything. Uh, Anything else we should know about the captain before we go see him? Like anything crossed your mind? Yeah, just he's he's very prepared for for almost anything, you know. He's got medical stuff up there. He's got some extra weapons lying around. Uh, you're gonna have to talk with Secretary Sherry first uh, before you can actually speak with Gas. Mm. So that's Is what she, it, what she yeah, like. what's her do? Yeah, what he said. What the big lizard guy said. Oh, uh, just. Tell her that you're here to see Gus, and she should just let you right through. No, it's it's. Right. We're, we're, listen, we're pretty chill on the upper floor. It's always very so. very easy going, very simple. Nothing ever happens. Should be should be a breeze. Mm. Now, if you excuse me, does, I'm almost out of hot dogs. But oh, one more question, sir, Mister Elgar. No, does does do you think that Sherry likes hot dogs too? Elgar, she adores them. Mm. I want to do a skill check. Do it. Based off of me being a bounty hunter, I do a really quick check to make sure he doesn't have a bounty on him. So with your lore of bounty hunting, you know that Hot Dog Joe does not have a bounty on him. However, Hot Dog Joe had probably 10 years of being a bounty hunter, and he brought in some of the biggest bounties you had ever seen for two straight years in a row. It was all Hot Dog Joe. So you know he is a big deal. Uh, oh, you're the hot dog, Joe. Gotcha. <laughs> he looks at you and he winks. He's like, all in the past, my friend. All right. Interesting. Uh, hot dog Joe all starts right. cleaning up after everything because he made a little bit of a mess. But uh, that's what he's doing. And he's 
being pretty quiet about it. What do you guys do? I guess uh, we go for going up, guys. What do you think? Yeah, I guess we could go yeah. up. I hop on Mr. Lizard's shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and ride him up the stairs. Uh, for my feet, I I took a greater fortitude to make up for oh. my fortitude save. That's very good. So I have plus two fortitude checks now. Okay. So what you see is Secretary Mary, sorry, um, she's in charge of the door. The door is currently locked. Uh, Sharon S. is talking to the bus captain. You don't see anything, but um, the door is currently open, and Secretary Mary is just looking at you uh, expectantly. What do you guys do? I'm going to lean into being a bounty hunter here or something. Basically, I'm going to flex that I'm in the bounty hunting guild or whatever the equivalent is here and want to... And you are, just for your past, you are in the guild, uh, so you don't need to, like, roll for that. Uh, we just haven't... Right, yeah. I figured if I, could, if I could check the network or whatever, I uh, had access. Yeah. It's, it's what your job has been. Yeah, and I kind of feel like, as I've been building my business here, I've been looking for partners in my crew, so I'm kind of thinking about these guys here. What do you say about that? I'll say that I'm a bounty hunter, you guys are my colleagues... And we want to talk to him or whatever. Or do we just want to like kind of fumble our way uh, in <laughs> with who we really are? Well, and do do I know if there's like a certain protocol in place for like? I mean, is it like trying to get into an airline pilot like pretty highly restricted? No, or? like that's that's why the door is still open. Like it's actually pretty chill up here. Like you see Gus up there talking to Sharon, and Sharon is not at all stressed she seems pretty chill too secretary mary has like a little latte in her hand and a donut i feel like this is a fucking trap why is everyone so calm sorry (laughs) like you don't get the sense of urgency at all it's just not hello mary do you want a hot dog if you have one and she puts her latte and her donut down it's like i'm actually famished i i thought you might be uh what brings you guys up here uh, Sharon S. just ran by. I guess she's talking to Gus. Uh, I buzzed her through, you know. I know her. Yeah, we, we might be here on similar business. Just some, some things to talk over. Well, I don't really know you. What kind of business are you doing oh, on here? Come on now, Sher, you remember me? I put down my ID card. Both showed me in the, uh, bounty guild. Oh, bounty business. And she looks over at uh, Gusty Adams. It's like, I guess you've got one of those faces. That's what I have. But she looks at the bounty hunter documentation. It's like, nope, that's legit. And she scans it and it goes beep in a very official way. Damn, I feel so official. That was yeah. quite a bit easier than I thought it was going to be. I, uh, yeah, you're a peach, Secretary Mary. Uh, now, hang on. I got to <laughs> I gotta get some of the stuff back from, what is it? Headquarters? Just give me a moment. I gotta make sure it comes back fine. I gesture my buddies to for a quick huddle while she is doing whatever a she's cool, doing. Cold blooded huddle. Mm. All right, I guys, I I feel like some weird shits going on here. Like, do any of you guys know magic or something? Or like, is everyone like hypnotized? Like, it just it's I have just like a weird feeling, you know? I don't know. Like, just with the chaos below that it's business as usual up here. I mean, yeah, everyone's acting a little bit funny, but 
everyone always seems kind of funny to me, so could just be that. Uh, just let's just be on guard here. I don't really trust anybody except Hot Dog Show. We interrupt this show to bring you fun facts about Panquake. Panquake resides in the Decubitus galaxy. Some say that it's what aids to everyone being so angry when they're not relaxing. Some people are also wrong. The Starfinder galaxy is only a few galaxies away. Actually, the order goes. The Starfinder galaxy, the remote galaxy, the Couch galaxy, and then the Decubitus galaxy. Though, sometimes the remote galaxy gets lost in the Couch galaxy when observed. This has led to many cosmologists' extreme distress and on occasion resulting in a cosmologist resist of cosmetologist wrist meticulousness. Or in other words, a bad haircut followed by duress. There are indeed more clumps of stars swirling around and near each other, sure. But these are the nearest and easiest to traverse, even for individuals on their way to Panquake. And if there's a difficult way and an easy way and someone has to choose, well, I'll let you use your imagination. Anyway, now back to the show. So Secretary Mary is like, all right, it came back through. So you guys can go ahead and talk to Gus. As she says that, a goblin crawls out <laughs> from underneath the death she's at. And he's like, you killed my friends. Oh, my God. And my lover. How dare you? <laughs> and he's like, I will choke all of you to death. With uh, and he stumbles back uh, with my oh shit what do I cut the uh, my smoke grenade and he pulls out a smoke grenade and he throws it on the ground and he's like ah, ha ha and then the smoke grenade goes beep 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 can I beep. kick it back at him no he threw it in front of him oh. as he looks at it he goes oh shit that's not a smoke grenade and he explodes in the biggest explosion you have seen his body simply evaporates and a giant hole in the butt or shows up in the bus you guys maybe it's us (laughs) when that happens uh, Secretary Mayor's like what the hell and on top of that you hear in the giant box, you see, you hear a bunch of thuds in the crate that's right next to Secretary Mary. And the crate is is huge. Mm. And you I'm see. I'm going to pull my gun. I want to point my gun over at that crate. <laughs> pull out my gun. And you see the Centaur Mentor 5000 <laughs> burst from it. And it says in its absolutely robotic voice that is very robotic. There must be some people who are naughty. Centaur Mentor is here to make sure they obey the rules. And he turns and faces Secretary Mary. He's like, warning, malfunction detected. Allies equal zero, enemies equal all. His eyes go from blue to red. (laughs) Secretary Mary goes, oh, 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 uh, guys, bad news. That or, sorry, that's like, guys, bad try, news. Like, <laughs> can I try and like pull Mary like away from it really In quick? a moment, like, in a moment. Okay, and when okay. she does, when she says that, she says bad news. The bad news comes. <laughs> oh no. Three turrets oh. show oh. up. 
And they... Argument deterrent. God damn it. Yes, these are argument deterrents. God damn it. And they all turn... Everywhere. Everywhere. This world is full of puns. Damn it. Did you expect anything else? I don't know what I expected. Each argument deterrent points at the centaur mentor. And the centaur mentor says... I will educate you all in the ways of being kicked in the ass. Roll initiative. Does it even have feet to kick with, though? It has four hooves and two fists. Oh, my dear sweet Jesus. The mentor goes first, then Gull, then Gusty, then Elgar. Well, the mentor attacks the argument deterrent right in front of him. He uses his hooves, his hands, and his haunches, and he does 12 damage. And the argument deterrent explodes. Jesus. <laughs> that was his turn. Oh no, it's destroying all of our counterpoints. All right, Goal, your turn. Okay, I am going to use my new ability. Okay, I use holographic clone. Oh shit, you got that one. So I once per day, a standard reaction, I create 1d4 images of yourself. So it'll be for two minutes the last. And 1d4, I Are roll. they just next to you, or do you control them? Um, you can create holographic duplicates or psychic projections yourself that conceal your true location. It functions like mirror image, so I guess they're just near me. All right, roll your 1d4. Uh, oh! Damn. <laughs> Dude, when <laughs> I was listening to roll for combat, it took, it took them, like, the whole game to roll four for this specific spell. Oh my gosh, and you get it the first try. Uh, yeah, so I... I four uh, holographic copies. I like, imagine I touch my belts or whatever and make a bunch of copies of myself. So if you get targeted, then it's, I think it's divided by five and you select like whichever like 20 and under hits you or 80 and over hits you, something like that because it's whatever. Cool. The, that's really, it's really good. It's a real good thing it did. Yeah, I, when I saw that, when I saw that was one, I was like, I'm definitely taking that. If I'm, we don't have any healers. And whatever. you clearly <laughs> can roll it. And this centaur is tall enough. You have like he doesn't have cover. Also, the centaur minator, centaur mentor, five thousand <laughs> is like a big robot, but has some like android cybernetic thing going on. Uh, just to give you an idea of what it is. Hmm. It's a centaur android. I get it. Up next is Gusty. Okay, so since it seems to be going after the turrets, I'm going to go ahead and place myself kind of behind this one up top here. And it doesn't have like cover for me right there, does it? Like with the desk and everything. Uh, You have partial cover. All right, I'll take it. Okay, and I'll take a shot at it. Uh, that'll Bam. be twenty, not natural. Uh, you, you definitely hit. You very much hit. Nice uh, for five damage. Hey, I did a thing. Yeah, you did the thing. Yeah, cowboy android. Just wait till I get my hat. I'll blow this whole room apart. <laughs> oh man! Up next, we've got Elgar. Um, <clears throat> so Elgar taps into the solar power of the universe and goes into <laughs> photon mode. Way to show off, Austin. So, <laughs> as one does. I have to let you know this at the beginning <laughs> of the time. Okay? 
I love it. Planet over here. <laughs> I kind of just composed myself. <laughs> Captain Planet. Oh my god! Um, I hope he becomes that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, how do I? How much can I move? Like, how far can I move in a turn? You've got a base speed of thirty feet. That's that's pretty typical. I, I unsheath my my solar weapon. My kind of Hulk hand rock'em sock'em bopper. Do you want to charge him instead and use your chargey thing? Stellar rush. Stellar rush. So do I, I have to unsheathe my weapon though, right? I can do that and move. As a... And my standard action. So as a charge action, which you can do for the stellar rush, your move during mm. your movement, you take it out as a swift action. Does that make sense? But you have to declare that it's a so, charge. Yeah. And in addition, stellar rush applies. Okay. So yeah, I, I opt to do that. I charge and summon my solar weapon right now. And as I do that, I basically burst into solar cool flames. I wreathe myself in stellar fire. So I just go all out and I rush this dude. Uh, give me a reflex to jump over some of some of the part of the desk. Yeah, that's an awkward round desk. Ah, uh, you reflex. get it. Roll 17. Nice. Hit him right in his haunch. Uh, okay, he gets a, a DC 12 reflex. He rolls it. So he takes half damage, uh, so he takes three damage. And so do I have to do my... So it says whether or not I succeed at the rush, the target takes 2d6 fire damage. Yeah, that's that's what you rolled. That's what I got. So the fire okay. or the ire. Oh, that's oh, the yeah, ire. The seven. <laughs> you will feel my ire. <laughs> I genuinely wasn't sure if that was fire damage or ire damage. Okay. It's the men- centaur mentor turn. The centaur is going to... He's going to grab Austin. Austin, what is your combat maneuver defense? Um, 21. Okay, the centaur is going to attempt to reposition you. Ooh, he did not do it. So instead... <laughs> instead, he's going to throw his murder lance at uh, Andrew. His what? <laughs> yeah. So the centaur mentor 5000 has a peaceful murder lance. A lance with special harmonics that instead of disassembling its targets, it dissipates energy uh, into a non-lethal damage. It was satirically named Murder Lance because it does no lethal damage. Oh, well, that's a relief. Here it comes. (laughs) He does... Wow. He does five non-lethal damage to you. All right. And in addition, you are pinned to the wall. So when it hits, when it hits you, little um, wires pop out and pin you to the wall. You still have movement of your your arms. You just can't move. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I don't like moving anyway. Oh, so he made a ranged attack. Austin, you have attack of opportunity. I will attack him. It was my plan all along. Yeah, you hit him. Swipe at him. Man, you're making those, those hits count. Take that, fiend. Uh, the deterrents, they try shooting at him. Ooh. They do not hit. Goal, you're up next. So, would my poison work on a robotic thing? with like the No, fruit? it has to be organic. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Okay. It's, it's kind of... He's got a few android parts. If you can hit <clears throat> those, or grab those... Uh, yeah, it's like, do I want to get close to this fucker? <laughs> um... I think I'll just hop up on the counter, get a bit, hopefully a better shot on on him. 
I'm going to just go for a classic shot at him. And Secretary Mary's kind of hiding under the desk. Oof. Jesus Christ. Roll the one. So because it's a one. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. I feel it's a curse with a sniper rifle. You hit one of his servos. The centaur mentor kind of stumbles just because he sort of fell. It didn't do much damage or anything that really hurt him, but it moved him out. And Austin already used his his attack of opportunity this turn. So you pretty much gave him free movement. Well, sorry, guys. (laughs) Well, that's kind of par for the course for us. Well, he's on my way in a shot. You'll see. You'll all see. (laughs) (laughs) I I usually take my bounties alive, all right? (laughs) They say defensively. (laughs) I mean, with the one, it's it's an interesting miss. Uh, Gusty, your turn. Uh... You know, I think I'm just going to take another regular old shot with it. There we go. On a 12. Ooh, that does not not hit. Well, wouldn't have done much damage anyway. Is that all you want to do for this turn? Nope. I'm going to take one step to the side here. Even though you're pinned to the wall? Oh, I'm pinned to the wall. That's right. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like his foot, like, kind of reaches out trying to pull him off. <laughs> then, then no, Bowen, I don't want to do anything else. I have a spear in my chest. You can try and beat the, the roll, uh, get out of the acrobatic, or with acrobatics or strength to get All out right, of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try an acrobatics. That's a 23. That's high, but that is not enough. Oh, dear Lord. Well, I just live here now. It's pretty good, though. Um... Okay, next, Elgar. Got another photon attunement point. So I am going to... Oh, I've already done my stellar rush, so I can't do that. Wait, no, I can do that again. Yeah, it just requires an attunement. The downside is you can do more damage just by a normal charge or running up and then attacking because you do so much damage with your laser. But don't forget to give yourself your plus one damage with your uh, attunement-y thing, like when you're photonically attuned. So I'm just gonna, I, yeah, I'm just gonna run up to him and attack him with a laser, laser slash. What's wrong with that? You do hit him. Ow! So just give him a pummel, and I say, "Get back here!" <laughs> this thing's gonna retaliate, and he's gonna kick you with um his hands, hooves, and haunches. Ooh, so he like does it? Oh, he misses. I'm glad we're not the only ones. Ooh, he misses hard. Yeah. All right, uh, he's going to tumble out of your way like only a centaur can <laughs> hands hooves and haunches i like the name of the ability Ooh, okay so the centaur gets it uh he gets out of any kind of attack of opportunity and he runs over uh he's jumped over on top of the desk and is now right next to secretary mary oh right because he was kind of going after her in the first place hmm. all right is it my turn then yes up next is goal I would like, so ideally, this is what I would like to do, is I want to chain my trick attack into, um, I basically want to stack my trick attack and griply poison as one thing and just touch him and try to, or, or I guess I'd have to stab him or shoot him to get him flat-footed and stuff, right? And stack my, because that's with the trick attack, can I, can I do that? Or can I apply the poison to a trick you can attack? A, so you can apply the poison to your blade this turn and take out the blade and then do your trick attack with your blade next turn. 
could I just touch him with the poison this turn? Uh, yeah, you could make a uh, grapple attack, which is your. I don't really want to. I just want to tap him. Well, what you could do. I assume that's a gr- that's a strength check, is why I was thinking of the grapple, right? Or no, that's his. Def- it's his KAC plus eight is what you'd have to reach, and it's a lot. Mm. And you've got minus one on strength, so I don't think that's your best option. But you can still do it if you want. All right, I'm gonna try just like. Uh, throwing my knife at him as a trick attack. As a movement action, you would have to pull it out, because right now you're equipped your coil rifle. Oh, okay. Shit. I, I really want to be able to do a trick attack with a coil rifle, son of a bitch. What's that <laughs> over there? Um, <laughs> shoot him. Uh, could I shoot him with a syringe of the poison, or do, would that have to be a next turn thing, too? You'd have to secrete your poison and then put it into a syringe, and it'd be limited ammo. It's not like you just do it. You have to, like, you have to make it, because okay. the only okay. thing you just do is poison. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I, I, I load up a uh, thing of of uh, my super special Well, hang on, hang on. Poison. How are you going to shoot it to him, though? Uh, do I, and I'll have like an attachment to my sniper rifle. No, because there's sniper rifles that specifically shoot syringes. This is just a coil rifle. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> never mind. I don't do that. This is just within the confines. <laughs> what you can do oh, yeah. is put it in a syringe and stab him with the syringe. Fuck it. I'll do that then. Yeah. Try, try to hit stab him in one of the and the biological yeah. parts, right? Um. So Possibly. you activate your poison, and as a move action, you slop it up <laughs> in a syringe and now you can make just a normal melee attack okay and what do I click for that on the- uh, I don't think you have anything you're just gonna roll a 1d20 plus your strength which is not the best min- minus one <laughs> but you've got uh oh plus one so it's plus your, your base attack balance so just roll 1d20 flat uh, alright well I'm probably not gonna you never know Hmm? Oh fuck! You 15. hit him. Nice. <laughs> thank, thank you. It's like apparently I can't hit the broadside of a barn. You stab it into his android arm, uh, and he has to make a fortitude save now. Uh, which arm is that? His left arm. Well, both arms, honestly. Um. Oh, but he resisted. Oh, son of a bitch! Of course he does. No, the cure is one save. So oh, okay. he got the one. He got it, but he rolled really high. Dang. Uh, this is also kind of a big guy. All right, Ghoul, that yeah. was your turn. Uh, next is Gusty. Okay, he's still up, huh? He's still going. I guess I'll just sit there pinned to the wall and shoot him again. It's <laughs> <laughs> just where I am. All right, that's a 22 Yeah, you hit him. Three. Nice. All right. I'll get you yet, horseman. Sharpshooter McGee over there. No, I want to I try and get off of this thing. Oh, With the 10, 10 does not do it. Uh, so I'll just flail against the wall, I guess. <laughs> All right, Elgar, your turn. Um, Elgar, very frustrated that he hasn't gotten the full <laughs> action in to just wail on this dude. Turns and declares, <laughs> photon mode! <laughs> and, yeah, half of him is in there. And activates his stellar rush again. So I'm going to do stellar rush with a bull rush at the end to see if I can knock him kind of like away from the desk as he's heading towards Secretary Mary, so I kind of want to knock him in that direction, just right. straight across. Roll it. So here we go. Stella Rush. DC 12. Roll your bull rush, which is uh, D20 plus oh, strength. Yeah. 
got to meet his KAC plus eight. To twenty. Think that does he add his base so, attack into that too? He does. So that'd be oh, okay. eight plus three. That 11. does not hit it. Uh, he takes. Let me roll his reflex. Uh, he takes two damage. So now the central mentor is really not happy. Uh, he holds out his left hand, and the spear comes flying back to him. Thor style. Ooh. Thor style. <laughs> that doesn't hurt right. when it comes out, does it? No, it does not. <laughs> Sweet. And then he looks down at uh, Goal, and he says, Education is about to commence. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come on, your images. <laughs> With his spear, uh, whoo, he beats your KAC, and he flings your body right next oh. to the hole. Oof. Make a reflex. Make a reflex for me. But it's decent. So, uh, Go ahead. Okay, so how... How did, how does the the mirror image thing work? So he passed through that too. Okay, cool. Like I, I thought you were saying it like lowers his hit on oh, me oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. So you're correct. Let me roll the percentile. Which twenty percent do you want it uh, to hit you? Because the rest won't hit you. So it's a D five you're in it rolling, I guess. A D one hundred. Yeah. Which of ones are twenty five? I mean, it's out of uh, it's one fifth. So we'll do the, the first, first 20. Fifth. That does get you. Damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> the one. No, uh, no, that's that's honestly how I've seen it work. So he does indeed yeah. hit you. Your mirror images go with you because you don't lose any. You go now make a reflex <laughs> yeah. check for me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is, poor goals is having a shitty day. All right. Reflex check. Please don't roll a one. Okay. okay. So as you hit the wall, your feet slip no. and you fall onto a police car that's being chased by a thrasher truck right next to the bus. What? The police officer no. is shooting at this truck and the truck has a giant robotic arm that's trying to grab on to it. Ross, you have your descent thrusters and they saved you. So you land perfectly fine on there. And the police officer, the panquake police officer looks back and is like, oh shit. Hey, I need your help. Help shoot this thing. Uh, Whoa, this is like Mad Max. That's just been going on out there this whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no one decided, like, no one looked out the, the window, so I just didn't tell you guys that's what was happening. Yeah, I guess we got to start looking out the window more. Hang on, hang on. This is, but this is still the centaur's turn. That's just what happens. All right. uh, so that's, that's all right. where you are now, all of a sudden. Um, the centaur. Okay, cool. I'll this shit, I guess. <laughs> the centaur then turns to Austin. He's like, "Education will commence once more," and he hits you with his hands, his hooves, and his haunches for minus four. He does not hit you. He flails meekly at your body with his hands and his hooves and his haunches. Cool. Now, goal, your turn. Uh, so what am I looking at? <laughs> so you've got, there's this truck right in front of you. You're in another game. <laughs> yeah. You've got, uh. You hit me into another game, yeah. So all Austin, all Austin and Andrew see is, uh, go fly out the door or out the hole. And that's all they know. They don't hear this firing. Uh, they say I probably died. I <laughs> But what you can do is attack this vehicle that is now 
charging straight at the police charger, the police officer says, it's okay, I've got autopilot. Just open up on this thing. Help me freaking kill it. All right. You got it, chief. Uh, yeah, just make so. a, just, an attack. You threw my frag Oh, grenade. nice. Uh, you got it with your minuses. Um, so, yeah, you throw the frag grenade and it blows up on, on top of them, but it's still driving through the fire. Um, I, is, can I see, like, who's driving it, like, or whatever? Like, uh, you can't. You can't quite okay. see it, um, the driver, it's just because it's tinted windows. Oh, sure. Can I do like, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just do like a perception. Can I like, do, is there any obvious weak spots? Uh, yeah, the weak spots it? are actually the windshield because you saw after the grenade exploded, okay. there's a big old crack down the windshield. All right. Up next is Gusty. Okay. Um, is there any kind of like fire hose type thing on this bus like emergency type equipment on the wall or like rope like material uh the only emergency equipment is right over here uh it's got all the rope and medical supplies you'd need okay and that door is open right that door is still open okay i don't know if i can do this in one thing uh you know what? Screw it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. So I'm not pinned to the wall anymore, right? He called a spear back. Correct. You are no okay. longer pinned. Okay. I'm gonna run up to those supplies, ignoring Sharon S and the driver, grab the rope from it, and then run back to the hole in the wall. All right. And look you... for uh for ghoul. Uh when you get up to the hole, you can look down and easily see what's going on right there? Uh, so you see Gull shooting at this truck and a police officer also shooting at the truck? That makes perfect sense. Okay, I'm I'm basically just going to try and shout down to him like with the rope in hand. I don't I don't think I have any actions left to do it, but like try you can to communicate. Talk. Yeah, I, I want to tell him I'll throw him the rope. And seeing as though like all of you guys have comms, you can talk to each other on the comms. Oh, right. We're in the future, mm. not <laughs> right. Yeah, not TNT. He's in a rope. What year is this? I mean, you've got descent thrusters. <laughs> Just kidding. So a rope is actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I I let them know what's going on, and I'm working with a PQP officer outside, and there's some kind of crazy Mad Max ass <laughs> shit oh, going on I out guess here. I'll just leave you to it then. Here's some rope in case. <laughs> I, I, I think I can, uh, if I really need to get up, I can do my super frog Actually, leap. Actually, yeah, you can jump like 20 feet without oh. effort. It's like it gets crazy. It's like I can, yeah. It's like I can get like sixty foot jump or something insane. That is about a fifty foot jump. So I'd have to get a good one. Yeah, I think I could make it. I can make it, man. So anyway, a rope might be a good idea. Anyway, uh, now we're on Elgar's turn. Sorry, I kind of left you alone with it there, Elgar. (laughs) Elgar is elated that the centaur is still right next to him because he's about to unleash. The fury of a full attack. Um, Secretary Dude, Mary is within 10 feet of you. FYI. <laughs> Acceptable losses. No, he's not oh, He's not going to unleash that hardcore. He's not going to go full on supernova. He's just going to pummel the crap out of this guy with a full attack. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. You hit him, and he looks real bad, but he Good. is still limping. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dang it. And guess whose turn it is now? The centaurs. Um, The centaurs, (laughs) right? So the centaur turns his head to the left and a hyper uh, laser shoots. However, it does not provoke an attack of opportunity. Mm. And he blows up this turret. He looks to his right and he blows up that turret with this laser and he looks down on you and the laser seems to be powering up. And instead, a little pointer shines in your eye and make a will save. Ooh. DC 12. Oh, oh, yep. I gotcha. You do not get it. You have been commanded. (laughs) And he commands you to simply lie down. Oh, he used command person on him? Yes, he did. This is an era of hybrid items and machines that can do things like that. Is that a fear-based thing? No, it's just mind-affecting, not fear. So now Elgar is laying on the ground. Well, and the centaur moves over to uh, no God. Oh, I Gusty Adams. All the decisions <laughs> that led me into standing next to this hole. You better throw that rope. <laughs> you know. And with his last not not supernatural, well, okay, supernatural abilities, he pushes Gusty out of the bus. <laughs> Does he now? <laughs> With with his hoofs, hands, <laughs> with his hoofs, his hands, and his haunches. <laughs> um, he just jumps in the air. No, he this he uses kind of he uses his murder or... lance. Oh, okay, he got a thirty. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and he throws you onto the bus, but because you don't have descent thrusters, you're going to have to make a reflex save and take a little bit of damage. I will not be pushed out of this bus by haunches. Uh, no, he used he used his lance. Twenty three. Super. Uh, so what oh. he did was a combat maneuver, and okay. all all that means is he met your KAC plus eight by a lot. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's the mechanic. But fortunately for you, you only take one d six of damage as you land on the police officer's car. <laughs> Are you still holding the rope, Andrew? Yeah, but I never like connected it to anything. <laughs> so so I'm, he's got I'm just the rope. Holding this piece of rope. <laughs> Up next is Gull, uh, which before before you go, right, the I'm police sorry. officer shot out the windows and killed one of the side passengers. Just to let you okay. know what's happening. What you see when that happens is a short driver with a green head. All right. I guess I'll do a full attack. Right? And the police officer's nice. car is real smooth, even though it's an autopilot. So it's just gliding along. You got a crit. Jeez. Good Lord. Get fucked. So yeah. you explode... <laughs> Uh, both of those hit. Oh, geez. So for a total of eight damage, man, that's real good. So you blow up the driver's head and the truck kind of veers away and crashes into this uh, rock infested um, shore that you're next to. Infested with killer rocks. Okay. Uh, that was Gull's turn. Do you want to say anything? I asked the uh, in the off chance that the PQP officer, if there's anything he can do to shut down the sensor mentor inside, since he's like some kind of security like, robot. Oh, let me guess. Someone tried to threaten someone else, and now it's trying to murder everyone. 
right? Yeah, pretty much. Excellent. Those are the here. worst models. The six thousand is where it's at. I mean, I don't really have anything, but you might want to. You might want to just take my gun. And he hands you a, a, a plasma guide sniper rifle. <laughs> what kind of cops are these? Uh, okay, thank you. Now, you're just renting it, okay? <laughs> okay, that's fair. Listen, uh, we're shit. out here. I just spent a long time fighting that thing. I'm taking a break. You can take over. Aye, aye, Chief. My name What's is Officer, name? and the police actually bumps. Everyone make a reflex save. Of course he does. You made it. He does not. He goes flying away as he says, my name's Officer And they're consumed by rocks. And that is uh, Gull's turn. So I have a new rifle here. Permanent alone. Hang on. I'm going to try returning it to him. So when the body of the officer goes flying, the gun says to you, owner is not recognized. Uh, it's like owner is not within the recommended amount of area or it's not close enough. Listen, where's the owner? Okay. You're not the owner. So hello gun. I'm Gusty (laughs) Adams. God damn it. So I gotta get this. I gotta like fucking jailbreak this gun. God damn it. (laughs) Now this gun is a character, Ross. (laughs) All right. That's cool. I'll take it. Alright, I sling my new talking gun. And the gun says, the gun says, whoa. (laughs) Okay, that's Gull's turn. You have a talking gun now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Great. (laughs) I love it. Oh, uh, right. Uh, Gusty, you're next. So. You're on a police car, driving next to the giant bus, and the, the police car does have autopilot. Okay. And no driver but it's not veering off like it's fine just on its own yeah it's extremely good at driving okay cool uh you can try getting back up if you want uh or really explore the car i don't know can i yeah can i do like a once over on this car and see if it has like weapons i mean does it have like a heat seeking rocket i could shoot with Uh, a no it just has it has some electrical, like, ion weapons, but those are integrated into the car. Uh, they wouldn't really help you in this situation. Uh, you look... You can get inside the cockpit. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in there and see if there's something useful in there. All right, all you find is the the computer just doing its little thing and driving. The controls are moving on their own as the car drives. As soon as you get in, a little warning comes up like... Attention, you are not the original driver. Where is Officer Tuckus? He's indisposed, car. You're all right, though. According to my sensors, the body is not very near. The body's actually quite far. Oh, you noticed that, did you? Yes, I'm... I'm I'm a computer. This is what I do. You wouldn't happen to have some kind of, like, flying ability or eject button? Oh, yes. Hover mode engaged. And as soon as that happens, the, the police car sort of rises up about 10 more feet. So now the the hole is um, 40 feet, maybe 35. Sorry, this is as high as I can go. Well, every little bit helps. Thanks for trying there, car. You just keep up the good work. It's I'm a good gonna... thing Officer Tuckus put me in extremely helpful mode. 
Yep, I'll have to thank him for that. Rest in pieces. (laughs) All right, I'm going to get back on top of the car and um, tie it into a lasso and see if I can catch it onto the side of the bus. Remember, you can talk to each other, so you can talk to uh, Elgar. I, I, I just assumed he was too far away to, to hear us, but yeah, I'll, I'll call up to, to, to Elgar, see if I can get him up to the hole. I mean, all of you are essentially wearing earpieces. Right, yeah. I, I need mm. to remember that this is... There's technology That's here. Good. Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I'll ask him to come on over here. Elgar goes... <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, I'm Son continuing with the lasso all idea. Right. You can ready an action so you can... Uh, I mean, I'll I'll let you do that. Ready in action, so when you do maybe have Elgar go there on his turn, um, you can throw it to him. Uh, yeah, that was more or less my plan for either him or for for Ghoul. Okay. Because if Elgar can't make it here, it's it's up to the frog to make that jump. Next is Elgar. So how do I deal with this sleeping sleepy time tea I just drank? No, it only lasts for one round. So when you okay. when it's so your turn. I'm back at it. Uh, you are on the ground. You're like, huh, why am I on the ground? But it will take a move action to stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of thinking, and let me know if this sounds possible. Can I run over to him and do my supernova? And then catch the thing? I don't know. I kind of I kind of want to leave my friends to figure that <laughs> oh. one out. <laughs> well, then, yeah, if you're just focused, yes, you can, because... I just, I just feel like if I run over to the hole, I'm just going to give him an attack of opportunity to like kick me out the out the hole oh right yeah you could try pushing him out of the hole you could try your doing an actual bull rush yeah i like the sound of that yeah i just bull rush him and try to like push him out the hole that's five feet plus i think that's like five foot plus five foot extra uh no he's occupying that so it just it's just five feet and he'd fall out okay Okay, so that okay. So with that being said, Knock him out. <laughs> what do I? What's the fucking fall out and land on us down here? Or something. Is it just what? What do I roll for that? Sorry. It is a melee attack, so it's one d twenty plus your strength plus your base attack ballot bonus. Okay, so it's a d twenty plus three plus two. You actually well. do get it. So you push him out, and then he goes. Oh no. And he falls straight out the window, straight over your friends. Uh, roll me a reflex, Ross and Austin. Andrew or Austin? Oh, sorry. Goal yeah, and Augustine. Your A's mixed up. Sorry. I've got so many names. Oh my God. So both you guys move out of the way as this thing hits the police car. Oh. And it, it dents the entire, like, it dents the, the main engines as you got out of the way as soon as that happens the car starts veering up and making a really bad sound but it's flying straight up it's flying up 10 feet 20 feet 30 feet the hole to the bus is now 10 feet away from you as it's flying straight up with this robotic corpse and the robotic corpse starts electrocuting everything what do you do (laughs) and if you want to jump make a reflex are we being electrocuted no, it's just electro- electrocuting itself, so it's looking it's not sparking. like a pleasant thing is about to happen. Get out of there. I, was, I, I do what I was <laughs> so born Ross, to do. <laughs> jump straight across and back straight into the bus. Gusty, give me your reflex. 
Oh, yeah, uh, you get eight. it. Both of you nice. jump nice. straight back in as the police office, uh, the police bus and the centaur mentor go straight up. And then the centaur mentor 5000, one last thing is like, you all get detention. And then explodes in the sky next to the front <laughs> of the bus. Oh, man. That was beautiful. All three of you are back on the bus. <laughs> but then you hear oh. the rumbling. You don't feel the rumbling. You have a bad sensation, almost like you have IBS. And behind (laughs) the bus, five more trucks show up. And they are not happy. And they start honking at you maliciously. And that's where we're going to end the game. I sure wish something would go normal for once. All right. Are those trucks made of no, meat? No, those aren't made of meat. That's just the design. It's a skull, actually. Mm, it looks like fleshy truck meat. <laughs> They're just really old. They're... Austin, do you want the cars to be made of meat? It does actually look like meat. I get what he's saying. <laughs> oh, very well then. It's part of their, not see their truck. camouflage. They... Yeah, like... <laughs> I just imagine it looking like it's like really oh, yeah. felt. You've ever seen like one of those felt oh, cars? Yeah. Well, way to go, guys. <laughs> that that was too. level two is significantly better than level <laughs> one. You're like, we're actually hitting a lot more than you were. Finally. It's almost yes. twice as good. Maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> this day. Almost. Felty Meat Trucks. Checks that's out. the new group name. <laughs> the. <laughs> I mean, Ross has a talking gun now. Gusty has some trauma with spears, and Elgar was just raging that whole time. What's the name? What's the type Uh, of gun? I'll put it in your thing, but it's like a plasma bolt with a guiding system. It's really cool because what it does (sighs) is, uh, if you can crack it, what it does Mm. is take away cover from enemies it's like you oh, like yeah. shoot around cover so if they have cover they don't yeah. have cover that sounds pretty useful for a sniper right? pretty no, sniper useful character. indeed <laughs> yeah. but yeah so that's that's today's game guys way to go you did it 